Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. Kindness is Contagious is the name of a 2014 movie, a documentary about kindness. And joining us today is founder and chief kindness officer of Kindly, Lee Clark. Uh, Lee, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, now, um, I do want to mention this a podcast is what could sometimes be called a, a commentary track. I know people will sometimes say, no, it's not. So so, so I'll stop short saying it is a commentary. However, if you would like to listen to this podcast while you are watching the movie, uh, we'll be on the other side of the pause button. Now, I did want to mention a couple of resources up front for, for your reference. There are a couple different uh, crisis text lines available if you do need someone to uh, reach out to. In the US, you can text HOME, H-O-M-E to 741741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending upon where you are in the world, uh, check your local listings, as they say. Uh, Lee, thank you for uh, being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, and thanks for all the important work you're doing in the mental health community. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, now, kindness is something that I, um, I, I, I'm glad that you're, you're doing the work with, with kindness, because it's something that people hear like offhanded or, you know, in, in passing, but they don't really give much, much thought to it, you know, particularly as it relates both to mental health and just in, in general. Yeah, I mean, the great thing I think about kindness is that, you know, people fail to realize that it absolutely is a mood enhancer. And the best part of it being a mood enhancer is when you do an act of kindness, it enhances your mood and the way that you're feeling. It enhances the mood of the recipient of that act of kindness. Not only do they feel elated because somebody has shown them kindness, but also just being seen and, and having that human connection through kindness. And then furthermore, you know, and this has become more commonplace as these acts of kindness are getting shared online, it allows people who become witnesses of that to feel good as well and have ideas how they can continue that movement. So there's a great deal of momentum behind it. Yeah. I, I um, and you mentioned the social media and, and the online and there have been a few, well, probably more than a few, um, not so good examples of, of the opposite. And so when, um, when you bring to light the, the, the good, you know, the opposite of that, um, that's, always, that's always good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things in our logo, there's actually a plus sign in the upper right hand corner, or I'm sorry, up the upper left hand corner of Kindly. And that stands for a positive charge. So just like there's protons, neutrons, and electrons, I truly believe that there's, you know, different charges of energies in the way that we interact with people throughout our day. Um, specifically online, to your point, there's a lot of negative charge out there. Yeah. So while we don't, you know, hope to erase everything, we hope to mitigate that and neutralize it uh, through positivity. Um, so it helps to balance, you know, the ecosystem. Like there's always light and dark, um, but what neutralizes it is having a positive force in the midst of darkness. True, definitely. And if I could ask, what what uh, prompted your interest in 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 kindness to to explore it further to the extent yeah, that Yeah, and help. I think 
Yeah, I think this is great in relation to mental health. Like I went through what most people go through at some point in their lives where, you know, I had lost my job and with it, my sense of purpose, I had fallen on hard times as an individual. And that triggered me to really feel lost in my life and not really fully understanding where my value was aside from my profession. Um, so after doing some soul searching and eventually getting a job back, I had kind of faced a cavern within myself that needed addressing. And so with that, I decided to start to try and find my way of giving back. And, and prior to that, giving back always felt uh, out of reach to me. Like I didn't either have the financial means or the time or the emotional fortitude to give, right? So and I think a lot of people face that, like, especially when you're in a low point in your life, it's like, I feel like I don't even have enough energy to get up and do my day, let alone give to the world. Yeah. But what I've found and what I've learned, particularly as my own kindness journey has unfolded and I've brought in so many others into the fold, that it actually creates this energy and this momentum that helps you get up and helps you kind of take one step forward. And that we don't have to do these large commitments to writing giant checks or volunteering 40 hours a week. We can just go out and affect one person in a positive way, in some small way, be it paying for their toll or even opening a door or genuinely complimenting a stranger, either in person or online even and know that that's enough to just raise the vibration. So I think that's really important because I, I, I personally felt that it was beyond my capacity, especially when I was going through tough times. Yeah. And now I feel like it is an absolute necessity when I'm going through tough times. Oh, absolutely. Now, one of the things that has become somewhat commonplace and, and rightfully so is we've all seen the situations where there's a, a veteran in line you know, behind us or, um, or a police officer in line and someone comps them their, you know, cup of coffee or whatever. And, and it should not be so episodic or, you know, as it is, because it, they're still as commonplace as, as that scenario is, there's still an element of, of novelty to it in a way that it's not understood as, you know, just standard, you know, etiquette as it were. Yeah. And, and I think twofold. So one part to that is I actually just had this conversation online yesterday and this conversation actually is great in a lot of ways. So I had gone to Starbucks yesterday morning and somebody paid for my coffee in front of me. And I was like yeah. shocked because I do so many acts of kindness. Like when it happens to me, I almost yeah. don't even like, no, like, I'm like, wow, it actually happened to me. That's so yeah. cool. And I was on the phone with the girlfriend and she was like, oh, you should pay for the person behind you. And I was like, oh, right. Duh. Like I'm the kindness lady. But I was yeah. so flabbergasted, even though this is part of who I am professionally. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know my knee jerk wasn't like, oh, keep it going. But then I did keep it going. So I shared it online in the community and hang on one. Second. Oh, yeah. No worries. We are recording live. I, Sorry. Uh, no worries. I, I, I just say that we're, we're recording live. And, and, and so this is all, all good. We're okay. So we'll yeah, let's, no let's continue. But yeah, my I have, for everybody listening, I have a three-year-old son yeah. who's off his nap schedule. And so um, we're learning how to not interrupt mommy, but also uh, to make sure that I am paying attention to what he needs as well. But he looks yeah. okay now. So we're fine. So anyway, yeah. back to the story. Uh -huh. I, had paid, I had paid for the person behind me in line. 
And, you know, I shared it online to say, hey, I hope they keep it going. And also anytime I experience an act of kindness, whether it's something I'm doing or somebody's done for me, I always share it to try and inspire others. And one woman popped onto my community and said, I don't get this at all. Now, that $2, like that person has a car, has yeah. insurance, can afford Starbucks. Like you'd be so much better off yeah. to give that to a food pantry. Yeah. And instead of being defensive or, you know, objectified by her response, I took it as a teachable moment. Yeah. And I said, you know, to this individual, I, I ask of you to think of it in a different frame of mind, which is, can we look at kindness of not having an economic barrier and realize that people from all economic standings deserve a reminder of humanity and compassion. True. And therefore, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it ultimately is whether or not you are able to, you know, receive that act of kindness, everyone is worthy of generosity. And, and you're not exempt of generosity just because you may have financial means. That doesn't mean you have spiritual means or that you're having a good day. And what was beautiful about this exchange, right? Because normally you go back at someone online in any way that says, I beg to differ. And they're yeah. like, okay, <laughs> want to fight. Yeah. He was like, I had not thought of it that way. And thank you so much yeah. for giving me perspective. And you make a very valid point. Mm -hmm. And also thank you for being so kind about it. And so I actually screenshotted the conversation and then shared that out yeah. and said, this is how conversations online should go. Definitely. Being open-minded is one of the highest forms of kindness you can exhibit towards another human being. Instead of being defensive or being combative, just saying, hey, like, I didn't think of it that way. And instead of it just being somebody who saw this act of kindness and thought, well, that's silly. Yeah. There was a, a valuable conversation between two open-minded adults sharing, you know, an expanded perspective. Yeah. And from that came a really beautiful moment. And, and to see all the people who read that thread yeah. and liked it to see like a very great exchange. So cool. this is where the multiplicity of kindness really comes in. Here's one person who paid for yeah. one car, right? In yeah. the driveway, yeah. thinking, I just bought this lady's coffee. Yeah. This lady bought the coffee behind her, <laughs> shared it online to her 17,000 yeah. community members, incited yeah. a debate on whether or not kindness is mutually exclusive on economic condition, yeah. and, and ended up with somebody having an expanded perspective, all from one cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, it, well, it speaks to just a, a very universal element and a very, you know, timeless universal element of all this that it's not specific to you know one scenario or one situation but it's a very universal principle that that you're talking about to, to a large extent definitely and i think you know and, and i've i've had this question posed to me on national television about you know whether or not it seems presumptive to do something nice for someone else mm -hmm. and there's sometimes this fear of rejection i think there's fear of rejection in almost everything we do yeah but what I've found is when you're really genuinely operating from a place of goodness and kindness, your intentions are not often misperceived. True. Now, if you're being kind because you want to like get a lead for your business and you want to offer them a free consultation, but the free consultation really means you want to convert them to a full time yeah. client. Oh. Yeah, they might be like, I don't know if I trust that you're just yeah. being nice. Yeah. So if it really is agendaless and it really is, I mean, the only agenda being, I just want to do something good because I want to feel good and I want to share that with someone else. And I want to just lift someone today. Mm -hmm. 
I would say 95% of the time, uh, and I've been at this almost 10 years now, it's never misperceived because there's, you know, I think we have this instinct as humans as to whether or not somebody is genuine and authentic versus opportunistic. Yeah. Yeah. One of of the things that I, um, with with a reminder, I I wanted to ask you, we have in our society almost, an understanding, an expectation that a lot of kindness is taught in 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 preschool and in kindergarten, and then as as we grow up and get older, it's almost taught and and acknowledged like less and less and less. Yeah. And why why do you why do you think that is? Why do you, why you do know, you? Think- I think there becomes an assumption like we should all just know better. <laughs> You know, and that, oh, it should have been instilled in like kindergarten. So like, but I think, you know, where they fall short is like junior highs when all the hormones come in and Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's a whole different set of circumstances on human interaction. And um, while I never get into religion or politics or anything like that in the kindness community, because that in itself is very divisive. I will say just in our current climate, you can see how many people could use some education on kindness. I mean, that's why I've been incredibly pleased. I, I've recently been um, connecting with professors around the country who are teaching kindness courses at major universities nationwide. And I think that that is a continuing education. I think as adults, even more so, we we feel like we're grown, right? We feel like we're yeah. raised. We yeah. feel like we, we've now identified our beliefs and our systems and our way of being. And a lot of times we feel like... Um, as if that's being threatened if somebody doesn't have the same set of visions, beliefs, values, and views. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, and and I do see, this is where I do see the internet and social media doing good. There's plenty of bad that happens out there, but I think there has been an awareness level of how kindness really does impact people because there is a data trail. There is Mm -hmm. a, there is a transparency to interactions when they're done in a place that there you can revisit that thread yeah. and have yeah. those discussions but yeah i think that like when we talk about continuing education like the like let's be nice to each other everybody share and take turns yeah. should not end in the third grade like I, I think that that's something that needs constant reinforcement i mean yeah. just like we all still have to do physical education like after we graduate yeah, <laughs> yeah. We still need the mental education yeah. as well yeah because one of the things and you'd mentioned our our current um state of the world and you know, keeping that as, as general and generic yeah. as possible is one of the things that I really don't like is when a notion of being cordial and neighborly and any other words that, that would apply is seen as something that's trivial or seen as, you know what I mean? It's, it's there's almost, what was that? Like, are you saying as if it's perceived to be a weakness? To be yeah, it's, it, it, it's almost like a, like a belittling of it, that mm-hmm. it's that it somehow makes someone less mature, that it makes them less, um, you know, less any number of different things. And I, I, I just that just ticks me off to no end that if, if anything, it should be just the opposite, that someone putting forth the effort to be kind is one would think a, a greater degree of maturity and responsibility because otherwise, why would you be putting forth that, that, that risk, like you said? Yeah, and 100%, and I don't think, you know, kindness should be seen as diminutive or punitive. Like the real thing, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we have differing political views, but for me, 
I know where I stand, right? So I'm always hungry to see what the other side, I read the other side media. I, I look at the op, op, um, oppositional politicians like speeches when I have a choice because I believe that a mind once expanded can never again shrink. And if I walk sure. into a room and my job is to try and educate you and them and everybody else, then I leave knowing no more than I came in with. And that's where I think being cordial, being open-minded, being less defensive. First off, and I deal with this, I'm in sales, right? So in sales, there are people who don't want to talk to you because they're like, I don't want to get sold anything, right? And it's like, well, then just say no if you don't want it. But they're so afraid of being talked into something. And meanwhile, they shut themselves off from getting enough information to make educated decisions on what they do really want. Yeah. Um, and I've always been extremely consultative in my approach because I, you know, if you'd make a decision to go with me or not, that's not my choice. It's yours. My job is uh -huh. to do whatever information you need to make that decision. I think the same thing comes down to our morals, our ethics, our values, and our viewpoints is we need to know that we're strong enough in, in the millions of moments of our lifetime that have made up the way that we feel, think, and view things, True. but that we should see each exchange as an opportunity to learn more about someone else's perspective to therefore leave with a more expanded mind. To your point, that is not only maturity, it's actually maximizing your day. It's efficient. <laughs> it's exactly, efficient yeah. You know, um, and, and to know that, you know, you can still be steadfast in your views and opinions. Someone else doesn't have to leave having the same model viewpoints as you do. But if you can leave understanding somebody else's perspective, or at least having a little more empathy to a different viewpoint, you've now in increased your mental capacity. Exactly. And it's something that just is all the more reason why I'm, I'm happy to hear about what you're doing, because there's just a lot of negativity and a lot of, you know, unwillingness to, to, you know, to, to be mature and to be, to be responsible. So yeah. absolutely. Um, now, one of the things that the movie points out, and this is not a spoiler by any means, is the, um, and I'd alluded to this, you know, before, before, um, I, I pressed record was just being, and you had alluded to this uh, earlier, just if you be kind to one person in the movie, it, 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 it bumped it up to four. So that one person the, be, be, is kind to four other people. And then in, in turn, so you've, you've heard that statistic then, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and it brings me to kind of like an interesting thing. When I first started out, I mean, in all authenticity, I was a person who had experienced sadness and loss of identity through my profession and purpose. I found random acts of kindness made me feel fulfilled in a way that made me want to inspire others to do the same because it made me feel good. And I'm like, hey, you guys, because I am a natural like enthusiast. Yeah. And so I was evangelizing like, hey, you guys go out there and do nice stuff. But this was 2012. Yeah. And on the internet was not people doing acts of kindness and sharing it. It was very much like, you know, I like toaster strudels, like I got a yeah. new car. You know, the, the social media had just really begun. I mean, yeah. you think about like 08, 09, 2010 was just people getting online, not even yeah. knowing the capacity of influencing and et cetera. Yeah. So the point of this is I start sharing these acts of kindness online and I was met with resistance of, well, that's great. What do you want a cookie or a trophy or, you know, like congratulations, you're nice. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. I'm doing this to inspire others. I don't need um, I don't need someone to congratulate me. I'm just hoping that inspire you to go out and do the same thing because it's not only going to affect you in a positive way, but the person you're inspiring. And to my point earlier, 
than anyone who reads about it online as well. So that multiplicity really is there. And at first, you know, when I was met with this resistance, my initial instinct was like, oh, I should stop doing this. (laughs) Everyone, that is my son. Uh, Hey, hey, Carter. (laughs) Sir. Not cool. Yeah, <laughs> listeners don't want to hear you play the tambourine, but good. Oh Lord. Okay. So yeah. So glad we're filming live. Um, yeah. this is real life. Give me one second. I'll mute for everybody. Yeah. Ears. No worries. No worries. This is one of the um the joys of podcasting is we get to uh be live. <laughs> So, well, it's not live when you're hearing this, but it's live right now, obviously. So, um, yeah, this is, um, we're having a very good conversation about um, kindness. And I just mentioning that, yeah, (laughs) just mentioning that this is one of of the the joys of uh, doing it live is. Yeah, well, it's real life, right? And and it requires kindness. And I have confiscated said tambourine for everybody's (laughs) listening um, so that people aren't just like, shut it off. It's so loud. Um, but we are dealing with a, a young son who is learning how to get attention <laughs> in various ways. I try to reinforce positive attention, yeah. but you know, kids are cool like that. If you don't get them the positive attention, they'll find another way to get it. So anyway, um, yeah, back to the conversation of basically doing these things, sharing them out, being met with resistance on that and having to ask myself, like, do I go forward? Because it's awkward. And I don't, yeah. I don't want people to malign my purpose and think I'm doing this for validation or social like celebrity. Like mm-hmm. I just want to help other people. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is with Kindly. So I now we're a nonprofit. We're yeah. national. Like we've had some great national media. We've spread to 17,000 members in the community. It's now global. And I've never taken a salary, right? Because that's yeah. not the point. The point of it is multiplying goodness for everyone. And even these types of conversations, you know, whether it's one listener, a hundred, I mean, however many people could sit through the tambourine of my three-year-old son, (laughs) there is, you know, therein lies that multiplicity you're speaking about. And that is the real value. Um, I recently did a Ted talk and I I talked about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and anybody's in in the mental health field or has, has dealt with their own kind of mental health um, motivation issues, um, has probably heard of Maslow's hierarchy. It's, it was the theory of human motivation in 1943 by, um, uh, somebody in the psychology space named Abraham Maslow. And what's really interesting is, you know, his first hierarchy was basically basic human needs, eating, sleeping, you know, living, surviving, you know, into safety, need for job, need for protection, need for, Um, you know, insurance, the things that keep us safe Mm -hmm. into social needs. Like I need to be liked, accepted, valued, have relationships, have community, have fellowship into ego esteem. I need the degrees, the cars, the gated community, the things that make me feel important. And initially his, his peak human experience was self-actualization. I know my purpose. I know what I'm here for. Um, And Aristotle defines purpose as at the intersection where your gifts, talents, and abilities meet a human need, therein you will discover your purpose. But what's really interesting is Maslow, after his theory got kicked out to his peers, 30 years of people going, I don't know, is that really (laughs) it? Like, you know, like anything you do, people, you know, you put it into the world and then people judge it. Yeah. He actually revised his hierarchy of needs in 1973 to include 
another level of the human experience, which was generosity of spirit. I like that. I think that's fantastic because if we are all looking to live our peak life, and some of us are really, and I've been there and I've gone back there mm-hmm. where you're just struggling to survive. Yeah, yeah. If you're just trying to get the job, like just, mm-hmm. just want insurance, a car, like yeah. just, just to feel like you can move forward. Yeah. Knowing the peak of human existence is generosity of spirit. All you have to do is figure out how you can be a resource to someone else. And that doesn't mean financially. And we make a mistake as humans to think that resources must be financial. Yeah. Resource can be just a listening ear, a place of non-judgment, a place of support. And once you start having, and, and people who really give, un, unleash a feeling within themselves, which is fearlessness and freedom of of rejection and anxiety and all the things we live with throughout kind of these stages of our motivation. So I think it's a beautiful thing um, that it's as simple as generosity of spirit is really the answer and the remedy to human suffering, right? Not just for for you, but for those who you help who are suffering. Exactly. Now, one 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 of the really nice things about this all is that this is being recorded, obviously, um, but but those who are listening will be hearing this, hopefully not in December, but, but hopefully in, in, in November, which is prime holiday season, when holiday season, something like this is perceived with, with greater, you know, more receptive to it, because that's something, you know, be kind to your neighbor, you know, goodness yeah. sake, all that. And then January rolls around and it, it ends up on your New Year's resolution list. And this is something that is absolutely a year round thing. It's not something that's only for like the holiday season or only for New Year's resolution, but all the time, 24 seven. That's something that, I mean, am I I mistaken in in that? No, I mean, that's that's what's interesting about running a random acts of kindness organization. So we have programs within our organization, like the Kindness Ambassador Program, that allows other people around the country to partake in the campaigns that we do, but also kick ideas to us about campaigns they'd like to enact, yeah. so that they get the advantage of like running a nonprofit without the overwhelming like running a nonprofit piece. Yeah. And so one of the things we're best known for, to your point, is during the holiday season, we pay off strangers' layaways. Yeah. And that started on that first year when I was just doing acts of kindness because I needed to find something that made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like $40. I went to Walmart. I asked to pay off a layaway. They had a special button for it. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, that first year, I was like, I want to do more and bigger. And like, I wish I was Tyler Perry or Oprah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I don't have those checks to write. Mm-hmm. But I started to crowdsource with my friends. We got in yeah. on it together. And it's now spread to a national initiative. So to your point, the holidays are like the time when everyone's like, hey, we have to give back. Some of it's some of it's just, you know, you get into the materialism of gifting and you really it's about giving, not gifting, yeah. you know, and we have to kind of level set. It's also tied to religion in the way of spirituality. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, a reset in that sense. Um, it's also, to your point, upon a new year uh, where people want to really be grateful for what they've had and move into a new year with good intention, but it doesn't stop and end there. And that's why I've really enjoyed the way our foundation has grown and changed, because what we do is after the holidays end, 
We then do Valentine's Day. We do a, an act of kindness for women and children who are sh in shelters who are victims of domestic violence yeah. and human trafficking. Because we know that's a particularly tough day for those who have been in bad relationships mm -hmm. um, to go back because yeah. they feel lonely or isolated. Uh -huh. So we go to um, shelters around the country and we deliver flowers and candy and cards and balloons and all the things. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer, we do a homeless yeah. backpack drive for all those who are facing homelessness yeah. on the streets because everyone thinks about homeless in the winter and do they have scarves and socks. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people don't think about like bug spray, sunscreen, yeah. umbrellas where it's rainy, um, you know, things to help with heat, cooling packs. Um, so, you know, we do that. And then in the fall, we do um, a school supply drive for foster kids going back to school because a lot of these kids don't have backpacks. A lot of them, you know, their belongings are given to them in a trash bag. There are initiatives around the country to get these kids like proper luggage and proper yeah. backpacks. Yeah. So because of the fact that we've been open to suggestions from our members and from our ambassadors over the years, we have found all these moments of lift throughout the year. And it's that empathy. I think empathy is such an important thing in every aspect of your day and your life and the way that you treat others and the way that you allow others to treat you. There should always be some level of empathy. But when it comes to giving, um, and, and I'll plug the United Way here. I know you were giving some resources at the top yeah. of the call. In most of the places in the US, you can dial 411 on your phone and get connected to the United Way. And for those who are not familiar with the United Way, the United Way is the conduit of resources for these organizations. So you can call the United Way and say, I have a bunch of canned goods, where can I take them? And they will tell you. You can call the United Way and say, I have a bunch of hours this week, I have free, is there anywhere I can volunteer? And they will tell you. You can say, I have old towels and blankets and they'll tell you an animal shelter. So, yeah, and there are some employers, a previous employer that I had, but some employers who do have matching funds even where yeah, they have absolutely. and i and i think i think it's around open enrollment time but mm -hmm. that's usually when they when they do it but not always but and it might be something where you, you know you wear jeans to to work for a day for a buck something like that where there have been programs like that that i've seen where and one of the reasons I work for my employer now, when I started all this, I wasn't with the employer I'm with now. And a lot of people think, well, how can you do all that? And then who's going to want to hire you when you're doing like all this philanthropy? Mm -hmm. My company actually hired me because that's part of my character. Like that's yeah. part of who I am. So my company does a million hours of VTO a year, volunteer time off. Each employee mm -hmm. is given 40 hours of volunteer time off like PTO, but it's VTO. Yeah. And so giving back is ingrained in our company. We actually give a percentage of our product, a per percentage of our time, and we are committed to using technology for social good. And it's been amazing to your point to see how much employers understand, not only fundamentally, they want to make the world a better place and it's not capitalistic greed like it was yeah. you know, 50 years ago. I mean, yeah. there's still some of that, but I yeah. think that, that there's been a paradigm shift, mm -hmm. but it, on top of that, there's been a cultural shift in business. One, culture has become much more important. Mm -hmm. But two, employers have realized that their employees' satisfaction when they give back and they're doing something that's fulfilling to their spirit mm -hmm. helps with everything for the organization. So that's mm -hmm. a great point. 
Uh, and if anybody's looking to contribute to Kindly, I'd be remiss. I hate fundraising, by the way. It's not mm -hmm. fun at all. But I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, yes, we are on GuideStar and most company uh, matching programs will match grants uh, or donations that you make to Kindly, Inc. Cool. Good deal. Because you you're definitely talking about something that I would think most people would, would want to have in, in their toolbox of resources, you know, for the, I, I don't, I, I would imagine that it's, it's possible that someone going through a hard time that they would feel worse by being kind, but the more, the more likely they would not, that's not what you're talking about is not something that someone would feel worse for doing. I mean, it's something that yeah. would, you know, at at the, at the worst, would maybe level off, feel to feel the same. But I don't think it's something where anyone would would, would feel worse. Would yeah, they? and I think that's a great point that you make there. So there's that stigma that I mentioned earlier about giving. Like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have no. enough value to give. I don't even feel happy. How am I going to go like brighten yeah. someone's day? <laughs> and one of the things, and one of the reasons I say I hate fundraising is I don't like when somebody feels like they can't afford it or she just wants money. I don't want money. I want people to feel good giving. And that's why we come up with all different ways for people to get involved. Mm -hmm. I never want someone to feel badly mm -hmm. about giving back because that's the absolute antithesis of mm -hmm. the point. The point of it is you should go feel good giving. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, when I went on my own journey, I literally was like, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a ton of time. Um, what can I do? How can I be a resource, right? Because yeah. like I said before, it's not money, it's uh -huh. resources. Yeah. And I'm, I do art. I'm from a long line of artists. So I started doing paintings and I would sell them. And whatever cool. little money I made from the paintings, I would use to pay for random cool. acts of kindness. Cool. Because that, that was a little bit I could do. So it's like, if you love cooking, maybe you can volunteer to make a meal for a family. Um, even if, you know, you ask them for like, five dollars to cook it for them or yeah. you know if you love sewing maybe it's you know donating masks to a local like nursing home or you know using the creativity using the things that you enjoy doing and finding a way to connect with an opportunity to use your good energy for the right things not yeah. giving away you feel bad or guilty because mm -hmm. to me that's that's the opposite of why you should give if, if you exactly, feel bad yeah. about doing it then don't do it because it's it's not raising your spirits and it's also not putting good energy into the work you're doing. True, true. Well, um, well, as we, as we wind down, um, I did want to mention a, a couple of resources um, for, for those who, who um, might be going through a hard time. I know that there is Mental Health America, which is mhanational.org. Um, there's also National Alliance on Mental Illness which is NAMI.org. Um, now, uh, how would people get in contact with, with, with you? I know that there's oh. Kindly also. Yep. So uh, Kindly is K-I-N-D, like be kind. K-I-N-D, yeah. and then my name, Lee, L-E-I-G-H. So kindly.org. So K-I-N-D-L-E-I-G-H.org. And also, if you're on Facebook, if you look for Kindness Community, uh, it's a purple logo. It says it's a Kindly project. We have uh, 17,000 members and growing. There's no dues or membership or anything yeah. else. There's no politics. There's no religion. Yeah. <laughs> there's ideas in there on ways you can lift and inspire others. But yeah. there's just really good people. Uh, like the debate I, I mentioned earlier, like you don't see that kind of stuff happening everywhere. And I find mm -hmm. that our community is full of really nice people who are open-minded and you know, just somebody called it like their Facebook sauna. Like they go there where they just like, <laughs> yeah. it's, 
safe space. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I encourage people to connect with us that way too, so that there's a way that it can help you today. Oh, definitely. And it, it does sound like this is a, a definitely a very valuable resource that um, that, I, I, that I know I will likely be checking out and I, I would encourage everyone to to check that out as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I do thank you for um, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And Brian, again, thank you for all the work that you do. Oh, I know you. this is a labor of love for you and you're doing this to connect people to resources and to, um, you know, just raising the vibration. So thank you for including me in the conversation. I hope that we can continue the dialogue. I'm happy to connect. And, you know, I really appreciate, you know, the goodness you're putting back into the world because that is generosity of spirit. Oh, thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, th thank you. Um, those at home or driving to work or at work or wherever you may be, uh, be, be safe everyone. And, um, talk to you next time. Uh, bye.